Hello and welcome to the Weevil Community Podcast. My name is Waimi. I am a development expert with special focus on gender, financial inclusion, and enterprise development, and the founder of Weevo, a resource and community-based platform that supports single female breadwinners. This episode, we have the beautiful Orode Udwaga, who is a social entrepreneur, author, and philanthropist with over 13 years of professional experience. This was such a genuine, down-to-earth conversation. Plus, she shook some scriptural tables in this one I'm sure you'll be interested in. So let's get right into it. Hi, Orode. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I know that your schedule is very tight, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be spending this time with you. Um, Thank you. We connected via Instagram. I'm beginning to see how, how Instagram can actually work for good. You know, um, <laughs> I, I was really skeptical about social media initially, but I, I'm beginning to see the power of social media, and I'm actually grateful that um, I'm tapping into all of that. So, um, thank you for being here today. Um, so, I would like to just meet you a bit more. Tell us what you do, um, and you know, just a bit about how you got, you know, onto this journey of raising children on your own. Um, hi. Oh well. Um, thank you, Amy, for having me. Instagram. Instagram is great sometimes. Um, I my name is Arde, um, and uh, what do I do? So I am the founder of a foundation called the Pink Crow Foundation, and what we do basically is we are promoters of women's health, women, the woman's total well-being, so spirit, body, mind. Um, I've done that for about 13 years, since I was 18 years old, pretty much. And um, well, we started as a breast cancer awareness foundation, but then we've grown into so many other things um, along the way through the years. Uh, yeah, so that's what I do mainly, or that's what I like to put in my resume that I do mainly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do other things on the side. Um, I work for an agribusiness company as well. I also uh, work at, well, work at church. Um, I'm one of the pastors at the tribe assembly or the tribe Lagos. Um, what else do I do? I think that's, that's, that's about it. Everything literally is under the umbrella of the Pink Pearl Foundation, the other things I do on the side. Um, how did I become a, how did I get to raising children on my own? To be honest, I think I wake up every day, I'm still, I'm still asking that question. Cause yeah. It's definitely not the plan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely not the plan. But um, we're here now and we're grateful for the journey and we thank God that we always have something to be thankful for every day we wake up. I used to be married. Um, I used to be married about nine years ago. And um, unfortunately, it didn't quite work out the way that I, you know, <laughs> we thought it would going into it in the first place. And um, about five years ago, I, I found myself a full-time single mom. Um, yeah, so that's how I used to be married, and then I'm not anymore. And that's how 
That's how the children came. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I know that there's something that um, I used to do personally. Like if I met new people and somehow you know got into the conversation, oh, you have a daughter. I was very quick to say, oh yes, I was married. Um, did you ever like have find yourself in the situation where you had to explain why you had children? Did you experience anything like that? Um. So I can be very interesting. I have a very, yeah, I, I, I don't, it's so weird because I've been having this conversation a lot lately. God, what are you saying? I was having this conversation with my friend earlier today and I'm like, you know what? I need to learn how to have a longer fuse for people's funniness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't give room. I, I don't think I ever gave people the liberty to be that weird around me or to ask us out sort of weird questions so i don't think i've ever honestly i've never really personally experienced any of those weird you know bias questions that people throw Mm -hmm. i mean i didn't even realize that i'm my children's mom because i'm really small (laughs) (laughs) they think i'm their sibling and we just like to leave you that way so (laughs) So like, oh, your sister, yeah, they're my, they're my, they're my siblings. Um, so no, I don't think I've ever personally witnessed anyone, you know, as as trying to understand why I have children. I mean, they are here, and I just automatically have this weird defense that I don't know whether it's such a good thing, but then it's just there. So yeah. I never really give any room to ask me silly questions, to be honest. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I know that. Um, so we hear it. I mean, there's a lot of stereotyping, stigmatization, um, all, all the weird stories, you know, that we get to hear. Personally, myself, I haven't necessarily experienced any. Um, but I, I think maybe that's just as a result of maybe the kind of friends and family that, you know, I probably have or something. Yeah. Um, so if I know maybe you haven't experienced it yourself, but like, are you aware that these things actually exist? Has it ever bothered you that, you know, there all this kind of stereotyping and stigmatization that, you know, women who are raising children on their own face? Oh, yeah, I, I, I am extremely aware. I think even I think it became a burden for me even become before I became a single mom, because um, at some point in my journey, I don't know, I just I just found myself in the midst of a lot of female breadwinners mm. really early and I was able to um, see their struggles on a very in- intimate way yeah. you know um, beyond financial burden yeah. just that stereotype yeah. of a woman who is raising a child of her own and I think the, the thing that was quite annoying for me at the time was people not even trying to um, empathize with why she's raising yeah. the kids on her yeah. own in the first place and there's yeah. just that automatic judgment yeah. that comes yeah. as they see okay she's a single mom you know yeah. and I experienced that quite early because I used to run a skill acquisition schools for yeah. for female breadwinners earlier in my career um, so I, I see that till tomorrow. I, so at that time, to be honest, I thought it was just a rural thing because mm-hmm. a lot of the women we worked with were women in rural communities. But mm-hmm. then, you know, over time, I, <laughs> you begin to see it even in the high rises. Yeah. You know, just that automatic stereotype people have for you know, for single moms or for women who are making, raising children in their own. And I think it's, it's, it's very unfair to just have a permanent judgment frame 
where you look at everyone who is raising a child in their own form um, and it's unfair to the women as well because you know it's, it's first of all it's very it's difficult to raise a child on your own and then you have to live through society's continuous stigma yeah. and whatnot because it prevents them I, I realized that it actually hinders a lot of women from opportunities that they would have yeah it's weird <laughs> I it think is. it's so weird and you know for it me happens. the the most weird thing about it is when you find men who are raising kids mm. on their own society automatically yeah. looks at them as heroes like oh wow oh yes. my god yes but then yes. once it's a woman there just has to be a story like she had to have done something wrong I, I don't know I don't know why but like and okay so I mean what do you think that we can do to begin to um, you know to begin to change the stereotyping change the stigmatization how how can we help because I mean at the end of the day I'm, I'm excited you know that you're working with women you know these women as well um, now I find myself working with these women as well so like what what, what do you think we can do better um, you know to basically just begin to change mindsets I think for me it's majorly around mindset shifting um, yeah. you know, people to begin to understand but what do you think we can do better um, I think I think it's a it's a very deep rooted problem. It's not yeah. even it's yeah. such a deep rooted problem. It's 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 a, it's an entire societal mindset mindset shift to be honest. And it starts with how do we see women in the first place? Let's even leave single moms. Yeah, single moms is touching it a little bit. Yeah, women generally in our culture. How were, how were women viewed to start with, you know? So it starts from there. What is the yeah. lens that we see women? If we cannot change that to start with, then it's going to be really tough for you to actually say, okay, let's, let's be empathetic or, yeah. you know, let's see things from the eyes of a single mom. Because our society is not friendly to women to start with first. Yeah. And you're now a single yeah. mom. That's like, ah, ah. you which person? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who are you? You know, um, and it's so true because I remember I was I had an interview, you know, on this whole single mom thing the other day with this day, and I said to them, you know, I feel like when it when a man is a single parent, society goes with, oh, yeah, it's so yeah. strong, you know, I can't believe he's in himself. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's the time to bake casserole and give him every day, yeah. just so that he's able to take care of the kids. But then when it's a woman's turn, it's just the opposite. So I think it's a, it's it's the woman thing. It's not even about being a single mom. Mm. I, just, I personally feel like it's the lens society, our society sees women from. It's a very dysfunctional frame. Very, very dysfunctional frame. So that when the woman um is out of the natural context, is even worse off. Mm-hmm. So okay, mm-hmm. this one is useless as far as we are concerned so i think we need to begin to teach the next generation um how to see women better like view women as you know way way better than you know fathers or come with us view women as it's just reframing or restructuring that mindset that you know that they have of women generally (laughs) to start with yeah so um, earlier you mentioned that you had started working with, um, you know, single female breadwinners. Um, so I, I just want to link that a bit. 
right? So just before like you got married and everything, you know, they will always say, oh, you should have seen the signs. You should have seen the signs. Um, so when they ask me that question, I'm very like, I didn't necessarily grow up around any aunties who had failed marriages, right? So, I mean, there's a difference between seeing the signs and, and ignoring them and not even knowing that these are signs, right? Mm. Um, and I came to that realization just a couple of years ago that I didn't even know that some, some of the signs that I saw were signs that I didn't even know were signs, right? Mm. So um, did you see signs? Did you, did you see anything? Because for me, um, I was very, oh, love will conquer it all, will grow into each other, um, you know, just puppy love kind of thing. <laughs> did you experience that did you see anything that you knew or you felt were signs and you ignored or you just did not even know that they were signs I mean you never really know their signs until you're looking back right mm. and you're saying shoot oh right that was there oh wow you know yeah. um, so in, in the process before you get in they they're they're bits of dysfunctional personalities but in your head you're just like you know what this everybody everybody's sort of crazy so i yeah. think we can still <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i have you have your craziness all right no problem mm-hmm. we can do this. But then when you get in and you get out mm-hmm. and you begin to look at you know look back you're like oh this was there before this was yeah. a sign it's just amplified because yeah. i mean now uh, there's this so-called net of marriage that mm-hmm. you know they feel like you can't get out of so let's just Let's, let's just be ourselves in here. So yeah, there were oh wow, a lot of the signs. Yeah. When I think about it, you know, nowadays I'm just like, oh wow, that was there. That was very much there. You know, mm-hmm. the signs were there, but you never really know which ones. Um, yeah, you know. Unfortunately for me at the time, I was pretty young as well, so I wasn't exactly sure what the what what the standard. Mm. I didn't have a standard. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, now, you know, yeah. I have a list. In fact, ah, my sister, I have a book. I have a full scab sheet. Like, nope. If I say, let's come and be You know, I, I have a, a full blown, you know, silhouette frame of what oh, I, yeah. I know that I want and I want to see in a man. Yeah. And I'm, I don't, I don't change yeah. or shake yeah. my um, expectations mm-hmm. you know for what I want from a man but at that time I don't think I had that so yeah. for me it, it it was just okay well yeah a bit of flaws here and there mm-hmm. I mean when everybody has these things let's just you know manage it out um, but you know as you grow older you grow wiser so. yeah <laughs> But there definitely were a lot of signs. A lot. But signs. but how how was that like coming out? What was it for you? Did you know what you were going into? Because I mean, when people ask me, I'm like, uh, I didn't even really understand. Like I was going into becoming a single mom. I didn't necessarily get the whole picture of like what it was going to be. Right. My own was just, you know what? I just I didn't want to die. Let me just be going. But like, how was it for you? Did you understand the? the will I say the depth of, of what you were about to walk into or like how how is it? To be honest, I I didn't. I thought I was gonna make like boss moves. Mm. I was like, you know <laughs> Lagos, kids, let's do this. Yeah. 
but at us. Yeah. <laughs> when the thing began to hit, I'm like, mm, this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It doesn't you know, but um, I didn't realize how difficult it was going to be to raise children on yeah. my own. Um, I didn't realize. So, so the thing about for me, it was two aspects of raising kids. It was waking up every day and doing the mm-hmm. activities and making sure the children are okay. But then the, the part that hits me the most was the emotional aspect yeah. of yeah. raising children on your own. I don't mind doing the physical things, giving them a bath, cooking. That's doing that on my own. Actually. Yeah, that's the easy part, yeah. yeah. Because I, psh, even when I was inside, I was doing it by myself. So yeah. it wasn't a, it wasn't anything exactly. to that was but I didn't realize how much of an emotional yeah. um breakdown I was yeah. going to have. Yeah. Just realizing that, oh my god, I am doing this on my own. I am literally raised because there's so much guilt around it, there's so much yeah. uh self-shame and condemnation yeah. that I had to deal with. So I did not see half of the breakdowns that I break down mm-hmm. or that I broke down along the way. I didn't see it coming because I never really had, I've never, I never really had um, a personal relationship with a single mother in that mm-hmm. way outside mm-hmm. of work. Yeah. I mean, my grandma was a single mom, but then we never really, she's grandma. Exactly. She <laughs> we never really, never really spoke of any of those, you know, the problems or the heartache, all those mm-hmm. things that I, I had, I would face. So it was difficult, um, you know, just navigating through all of those emotions and trying to figure out and make sure, okay, am I doing the right thing for the kids? Yeah. Am I enough of for the kids yeah. you know am i am i ruining their lives mm. oh gosh i say that again i have a son, <laughs> I've got a daughter and I have a son. Mm-hmm. so with the daughter i'm just like you know what that's like can wing it. Your... <laughs> <laughs> i'm like how do i raise a boy like i don't know anything about raising a boy what do i say to him how do i give him those yeah. you know things that a man is supposed to know yeah. and be growing up so a lot of those things were my struggles yeah. at some point yeah. in the journey just always asking second guessing my ability to parent you know my my kids am i being too hard because you you tend to at some point i found myself becoming very hard hmm. because i didn't want to miss it you know yeah. i wanted to make sure that okay i'm doing the right thing i'm doing the right thing i'm not spoiling them i'm yeah. not the, so yeah. I now became this tyrant, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't so great, you know, so there's just, there was always that uh, up and down here yeah. and there. So it wasn't easy. Um, I'm still navigating through, mm-hmm. still understanding, still trying to figure out um, how this works as a parent. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that's helped me was me coming to a personal realization that actually two things one i can't come and kill myself yeah that's always number the first two. ah because i can't come and kill myself yeah. that's last. number two was i'm not a dad mm-hmm. i can't be a dad i can never be a dad i'm yeah. a mom yeah and me being mom to these children is enough yeah more than enough i had to get my mind to that realization to say early you cannot be a mother and a father, and a father. Yeah. A mother. do what you can as a mother and raise them 
in the way that you can as a mother stop trying to be a dad and a mom mm-hmm. you know and that took away a lot of burden for me i stopped yeah. trying to you know fill in the two spaces that always just gets so guilt trip about okay i have to do this oh i'm the only parent and around so no yeah. the day i can't come to your school i come to your school the day i can't i can't yeah you know yeah i can do some things i do the day i can't i can't and i'd learned to have conversation with my kids over mm-hmm. the years to say look this is the ability that i have and this is how much i can stretch myself mm-hmm. you see it gives you don't take it i don't mm-hmm. know how i can help you but I learned to just define my role as a mother and stick to it and it's worked so far it's working so far I really love I really love that because um there's, there's I think a couple of years ago I think maybe about three four years ago I I started getting defensive when people father's day and people are sending me happy father's day and I'm like no I'm not no, a father don't do that don't do that <laughs> I'm not a father. Like I literally, every time I get that. And so now over the years, I think this year it was it, maybe just one person still decided to do it. But like all the people around me have begun, they've started to understand that whole, don't send me happy father's day on father's day. I'm not a father, I'm a mother, you know? So I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. I'm not the only person, you know, um, in that uh, mindset, you know? Mm. Um, but let me ask quickly, did, did it shake your faith at any time? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Mm. Um, it did. A lot, actually. Um, a lot of things shook my faith. You know, just, you know, when I first left, I think the first thing, my first argument with God was, why didn't you stop me from getting yeah. to this in the first place? Mm. Why didn't you just break the heavens so mm. that on that way, the thunder would just scatter and would just come everybody <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> and when I go with you guys, you know, wedding off, why didn't you just stop this the way that you could her? But then one thing that God reminded me of was the ability to have your own will and he's never going to take it away from us. And now when I look back, Wayne, to be honest, he mm. did try to stop me. Ah, when I'm honest say. with myself, if I'm honest, if I'm not lying, mm. God try to say look this thing is a no-no for you when i begin to think about a lot of instances it was he was actually trying to tell me that this was not going to work but you know say love is blind (laughs) (laughs) poppy love poppy love is very blind (laughs) i know so blind love is definitely not blind it sees all man it does You know, I think we need to read our Bibles more because there's nowhere in the Bible where it says love is blind. Never. <laughs> anyway, um, so I did shake my faith. When I got out, that was my first grievance with God. Like, why would you let me do this? Because I felt very, um, I felt very betrayed because yeah. I was at the peak of everything. I was at the peak of my career. I was at the peak of life. I was... I was a high roller, you know, yeah. and then this comes and tosses your whole world around yeah. and you find yourself right back at the very bottom of yeah. the, of yeah. the valley. It was really hard for me to accept that. And I said, God, first of all, it's not fair that you would let this happen to me. I didn't do anything to anyone. I, I don't. Um, I was I wouldn't hurt a fly why would you yeah. let this yeah. happen to me and then secondly was now we're here um, 
how are you going to sustain me moving yeah. forward? Because there were days where, <laughs> there were days where I would look around and there wouldn't be a lot for my children and I, you know, and I was just like, well, God, <laughs> I don't know how you're going to do it, but somehow you're going to do it. Yeah. Because at that time, I also withdrew myself from a lot of people. I withdrew from my family. Yeah. I just didn't want anyone's opinion on anything yeah. at the moment. So I just wanted to try and figure out what, where my life was headed. Yeah. So it shook me eight. I, I, I stopped going to church altogether. I just said, you know what? Let's just leave God where God is. <laughs> and let's try and figure out this life mm-hmm. and keep it moving. Yeah, because I also felt like I was being judged, you know, yeah. in church, people who knew me, and you know, for me, unfortunately, my story was was everywhere. So it just mm-hmm. felt like I, I didn't want any of that. There was a lot of shame that I was feeling. So my fate was was it shook my fate at some yeah. point. But I like the fact that it did that because it also brought me to a point where I had nothing else but yeah. just God, God to depend on. Yeah. And it led me to start a new relationship with God, a fresh relationship mm-hmm. with God outside of what I think that I knew about him. Yeah. It led me to a place where God became my my only sufficiency. Mm-hmm. And I needed to get that breaking that point, point to yeah. realize that he was all that I had. You know, so God in his infinite sovereign wisdom allowed certain things to happen so that I come to a place of understanding that without him, there was nothing. Yeah. Outside of him, there is nothing. Uh, um, So that helped. It wasn't funny going through it because there were a lot of nights of tears and pain and weeping. There were times when I would feel, nothing is wrong with me, nobody beats me, but I would feel the physical pain yeah my heart yeah i would feel like i'm 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 emotionally upset but i'm feeling the results in my physical body that's how bad it can be some days you know um some days i would you know when you're in that place of feeling very stuck where you just i just would feel like if, if for the next one minute there's nowhere else to go I felt that some days, you know, but it was in those moments that God would just somehow yeah. just just come and show himself and, you know, be a father to yeah. me. And yeah, it's, it's been beautiful since. Yeah. You know, since I've stepped following your Instagram page, um, so, I mean, my own relationship with God will be, you know, different. I, I came from, I did 10 years in Ekankar. Um, separation led me back into Christ. Um, hmm. You know, but I got very uh, intrigued when you, you you always use Abba, Abba, hmm. and it actually made me go deeper. You know, um, it's amazing how our lives actually affect other people, but we don't necessarily know. So I mean, this is something I'm just telling you, but you know, just experiencing <laughs> that and seeing you always use that word, it made me more like I needed to find out what exactly that meant. Um, mm. And also for me, that has actually helped my own personal relationship with God at this point in time as well. So, which is why, so when I was talking about you know using Instagram, it's more than just connections. It's actually you know other things that could mean healing or mm. um, you know help liberation. 
you know to mm. other people so let me just firstly use this opportunity to say thank you for that um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um so what would you say are the values that have helped you through this time what, what values have upheld you um, have you held strong um, through? so i think for me the first thing I tried to do was you know um, I'm gonna go a little bit spiritual was yeah. going back to the source to figure out who am I who's already you know who's already outside of marriage who's already outside of being a mom who's already outside of all this so-called titles or yeah. you know school MBA all those things yeah. let's, let's put all that in the box for a second yeah and let me understand who I am and i had to i had to go back to god to say you know what is my identity what how do you see me mm. because all these years i have seen myself as already okay ba psychology mads live in this house this is my address these are my cars my diamond ring you know it's just all of those now I'm sitting here and it feels like all of those things are being stripped away. Yeah. Um, so who, what's left? Who's already? You know, so I had to go back to God to start to figure out what my identity in Christ was. Yeah. And the thing was, the first thing for me to understand is there's only one person that has the liberty or the right to identify me. And that's mm-hmm. the one who made me. Yeah. You know, because I was dealing with a lot of stereotypes. I was dealing with a lot of condemnation because I'd never failed at anything, for lack of a better word. Yeah. I'd never been in a position where I was considered a failure. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It was like I had magic fingers when me, everything I touched turned to gold. Yeah. yeah. But now here, and I feel that what is what was supposedly the most important. Most, uh, most yeah. Because uh, at that time there was nothing I didn't hear. Mm, she knows a big cook, Naimik. Yeah, well. You know, she's too spoiled. Her parents are, you know, all sorts of <laughs> all sorts of things. I'm just here thinking about my life. Like you don't mean it, me. I don't have to. Hi. Oh, wow. oh <laughs> you know, I felt like an actual failure because mm. the, the, our African society, and I think, is a very unfair thing to do, and we need to yeah. begin to change the narrative. Yeah, we put so much of the marriage responsibility on a woman. woman. Oh my god, not it is such a wrong thing to do and i would say this to anybody's face yeah. when god created adam and eve it was a team yeah. that was made it was yeah. a thing of partnership yeah. and to be honest when the you know i was reading i've, I've been doing the tanakh study reading the bible and the hebrews lately mm. and part where it says <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna shake this table a little bit the part where it says God, and God uh, created a help meet for Adam. If you mm-hmm. read that thing properly, it wasn't necessarily referring to the woman. Mm. It was referring to the Holy Spirit because that whole verse says Adam could not. God brought animals to Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam, God looked at Adam and said, Adam is alone. It's not good for him to be alone. Let me make him a help meet. Mm-hmm. Then the next verse now says um, they brought the animals to Adam. Adam named the animals. Name mm-hmm. Then the that says God had made Adam a helpmate. And then he stops there. Mm-hmm. Before it 
begins to speak about the woman. Woman. So when I read that, it was like Holy Spirit. I, and, and this might just be the interpretation He gave me. It felt yeah. like Adam was alone. There was no helpmate. God brought animals for him to name. And then when you look at the the Hebrew word for that helpmate or whatever it is that God was describing there, mm-hmm. it meant someone who was before a person. Hmm. Someone who was in a leadership position of a person. That's the Hebrew word that was yeah. used for the helpmates in that scripture. Yeah. So I'm here thinking, a woman is not in the leadership You're not position. in the leadership, exactly. A woman is not before a man. There's only one person mm-hmm. that has to be this and is the Holy Spirit. And then if you go to what Jesus was describing about the Holy Spirit, I will send you a helper. Would show you and teach you all truth, and it began to make sense that there was no way the woman gave Adam the inspiration to name the animals. It's not possible. It's not possible. Hmm. So all this time, the 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 responsibility of the work that Adam had to do was because he had the help of the Holy Spirit, not necessarily the woman. Yeah. Because they've used that scripture to put so much weight as the ones who are responsible for holding down the marriage. And it's it's totally wrong. The responsibility falls on the man and the woman. And it's so funny because a huge percent, let me say this in a razz way, of the responsibility (laughs) falls on the man. It's the truth because yeah. the Bible says, "Love the wife like Christ loves the, loves church. the church." Jesus that is a big role. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Die for the church. Jesus died for the church. Yeah, is the biggest role in any relationship. Yeah, and he was given man. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That thing really has, you know, it it, it dealt with me a lot. Yeah. It it dealt with a sense of failure. Because there was all those stereotypes of you didn't hold it down well enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Enough. Didn't love him enough. You didn't manage enough. You didn't mend it enough. And I'm thinking, that's not my responsibility. Yeah. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I can convert somebody. Exactly. It's not my job to do that. Yeah. My job was to come into this thing and support what you're bringing Already, to the table. Exactly. Exactly. And amplify it. It's not my job to help you create it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I dealt with that a long time. And just going back to find my identity in Christ really helped get rid of that you yeah. know, very bad guilt and shame that I felt. Yeah. Um, I think that's like my major value yeah. that I hope yeah. helped me even till tomorrow, you know, because I still hear a lot of crap that mm-hmm. people have about divorce, yeah. about the remarriage and mm-hmm. I'm like you know what last last everybody wants we'll be alright God let God do judgment by itself if anybody wants to hear okay no problem that's yeah. alright we'll yeah. get there we'll find out you know so I've, I've really just held on to that understanding of who I am in Christ yeah. and knowing yeah. that God sees me as his beloved and there's nothing you can tell me about me that is contrary to that. that yeah do you have any regrets hey um okay so honestly <laughs> um, right now in my life at this moment not really 
Yeah. Um, but then if you had asked me this question a couple of years ago, I'd probably say yes. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I, 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 I had yeah. a lot of regrets. I had, um, you know, I think some of my regrets came from not, not observing, not slowing down, not taking my time to yeah. make sense. That's where a lot of my you know mm-hmm. um, but now just seeing how my life has been shaped yeah. and the way that I'm becoming I am grateful for every single thing I wouldn't do it again because it's not funny I wouldn't do it again too my sister mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> broken marriage on yeah. my enemy was a toil on everything that I am I'm only just beginning to get into it myself again mm-hmm. only into you know um, so it wasn't funny but now I don't have regrets I feel like I have grown in so many ways that maybe I was still in that home or that marriage I probably wouldn't have mm-hmm. I see life to be differently now right. um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Totally different. Yeah. And I think it's made me more. I mean, I used to think that I was kind, and I was because I work with people who are in, you know, disadvantaged positions. Yeah. But really, the definition of that's not the test of kindness I mean, and a good heart. That really is um, how you feel about people who are even on the same level as you. Yeah. And we've process has brought me to a place of being an empathetic person mm-hmm. and trying to see things from people's perspectives mm-hmm. because if you had told me that I would get a divorce in my lifetime I'll tell you man, mm-hmm. and not even in, how, the, in, in not, not even in 10 lifetimes like how did do you know who my father is who my mother is my mother is an intercessor <laughs> for them I said yeah. father, I was father. how can you tell me such do you know who my god is deep yeah. no 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 this thing can all happen yeah you know but oh, here we are so yeah. i've learned i've learned to be very empathetic mm. and very um understanding of people's journeys yeah very understanding i i'm not quick to say eh, i'm not quick to do that anymore yeah. because i know that it can happen to anyone at any time yeah it can be <laughs> you know yeah. it can't be anything it's, it's really yeah it's shaped yeah. a lot of things and the way that i view life these days oh wow already this has been a, like such an interesting conversation <laughs> um I'm, I'm really 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 grateful for your time um okay so as we round up i'll just ask uh quickly um so what would you like say to any woman who finds themselves in this position um, either on the journey or just about to start the journey, what, what would you say to them? Hmm. Two very different set of people. Um, if you are on the journey, um, I actually pray that you're strengthened every single day. I pray that you come into the place where you realize that you are not alone. You might be physically alone, but You've got a father in God who never leaves, regardless yeah. of what the journey. God does not 
God doesn't have favoritism. He doesn't say, okay, you've married years, so you're my best child. Yeah. This one, you got the useless girl. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't even care what the past is. What God is very interested in is moving forward. What's your tomorrow going to be like? Uh, God is right there with you. I think it's one of the most fundamental and beautiful things I learned on this journey is that I'm not alone. Even in the most small and mundane things weigh me, God yeah. is trust yeah. in how I eat, what I do, what I make on my hair, the clothes yeah. that I wear, just yeah. clothes. Um, so if you're on the journey, um, don't beat yourself about it. Everything. I wish I can say this a thousand times. I look back today and I say, wow, God, at the end of the day, everything is working out for my good. Regardless of the along the way, everything works out. Yeah. And the children that you might be so worried about, <laughs> they're going to grow and they're going to be just fine. I, I, I am not going to boast, but I'm proud to say that I think that I'm raising two of the best children in the world without a father yeah. Yeah. Best well let me tell you and let me give you an example i'm doing my full-time mba at the moment and the other day i had class and you know the whole of last week my classes are nine to five so i would usually wait at four to create to make food for the whole day and just yeah. leave there yeah. but then on saturday i had an assessment i was going to be three hours long so i i had made the soup and the swallow i put the soup in the microwave I put the swallow on the gas. I timed it at they eat at 12, but then I will I will be at the peak of my assessment at 12. So I said, okay, I was gonna take a break at one and serve them food. Then when we got out of the office, I told them don't come in. I really got carried away. When I got out of the office at one, my children, I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. My children have served themselves. They had served themselves the swallow. They had washed the dishes, washed the pots that we use that I used to leave the food in they had cleared out the kitchen and they had served what was left for me in a plate and oh put it in my gosh oh. I had to, I looked at the both of them oh and I literally I broke down the tears and God said to me these are the kids you're worrying about that they're not even okay oh my gosh they were worrying oh, about wow. that they're not okay and I just, I just said, you know what, God, at the end of the day, you're all wise. They are yours. So just keep training them in the way that you want to. Yeah. And so don't, but don't worry about these children. Right. God, then they are going to be just fine. Yeah. They are going to be just fine. And if you're just about to start the journey, the same thing would be you. It would be just fine. You would get hard moments and tough moments. There are times you would ask yourself, I hope I'm doing the right thing. Right. But I promise if you stick to the plan, stick to the script, and wake up every day and add a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. wake up every day, add a little bit. Wake, you're going to look back. I've been a single mom for five years. You're going to look back and you're going to be like, wow, I've made it this far. You know, I've made it this far. So just, just always remember that you're not alone. It's going to... That's last Everybody will be alright. Oh my God, Rode, thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. I'm 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 very 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 sure that um, you know anybody who listens to this will will pick something at least one thing at least. Um, you know, just as I was sharing with you before we even started the recording, these podcasts are blessing me. I think they're even blessing me much more than you know um, than I it, it, that I thought that it was going to um, you know it was going to even go. And I'm I'm really grateful for your time. Um, thank you so much for doing this thank you so much thank you thank you nothing really prepares you for this journey but with god one day at a time you will succeed we will continue to share these stories because our goal at weevil is to change the narrative one story at a time